BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging. Swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. Say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care if it's spoken. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man sure. needs a doctor. Yeah. I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and look through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead. Oh. So I'm happy enough that I think I can just stop. I'm going to stop social media altogether. Really? That much? You're that I, happy? I, I feel like I mean, my I'm life, pretty happy. My life is complete. Well, I mean, it is pretty cool when a snack that you've been snacking on since the teenage years plus, you know, like that go-to, one of those go-tos, I mean. Makes you warm on the inside. We're talking about steakum, people. We've been followed. Hell yeah. We've been followed <laughs> by steakum. And as you know, we covered a little bit back, we covered the... Uh, problem they're having with getting identified or yeah or, verified on verified on, on all the social media stuff <laughs> identified well officially identified that is you know right. like the real stakeum company can't even get the verification the pro that credentials op- yeah yeah which i mean is ridiculous and uh that makes it an issue for people to follow them or even want to follow them because it's like oh is that one of those knockoff pages you always come who, across those who doesn't know stakeum Oh man, I love me some steakum. You know, it's the go-to as far as beef is concerned in the frozen. Section. We're talking two M's because it's that fucking delicious. Now we're not sponsored or anything. We're just a fucking. I, I'm speechless. I, I, I'm so happy that like we we have this recognition. We reached out to them on like various forms, just being like, hey, we're all about like your fight to get verified. We're on your side. We're telling our listeners about you, and yeah. uh, they they know that we're on the side of the beef sheets they messaged us and uh they're pretty chill man for a huge corporation like that i mean shit you know every now and again i still get steakums and fucking Hell yeah. i mean you know why there's an um in the name because um it's dank seriously so uh yeah and you know what hashtag verify steakum you know you get out yeah, there again try and get them verified follow them i mean we we have a lot more followers than they do so i'm hoping we can help them in that way yeah 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 i'm hoping some of you guys get out there and actually take the time real quick just go on your instagram your, your whatever and follow Steakum. so that's at steak underscore umm so yeah make sure you go Hell fucking yeah. follow them we're trying to like i don't know push the word for Steakum. help out like something that's helped us in our time of hunger you know yeah fuck yeah man Steakum's been there sometimes you know you just you gotta have the cheese throw on it man it makes it all that much better Again, this isn't advertising, but if Sakem wants to throw a little bit oh, our way, like oh, we're he, hey, this kid, he, he reads my mind more for the fight. Man, yeah, throw Sakem, you know, sponsor the show. That's what we want. We want a Sakem sponsorship. We're working towards that. You're listening. Come on, let's make this happen. Let's step into the show. Welcome to American Slack Podcast. And as always, I'm Matt, and I'm your beefy co-host Jesse. Oh man, he is beefy. Too beefy. He's calm down with the beef. I put on a shirt earlier at the mall, and it was a, it, it was a muscle fit. But when I put it on, it just felt like a fat fit. A sausage link casing. That's I what fit, it feels like. Yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was like buttoned into that thing, sometimes. and but it yeah. was flexy, so I couldn't even bust out of it. It's just like yeah. 
Just uh, like gave with it. Yeah, you're trying to pull the Chris Farley like fat guy and a little cool. <laughs> right? Like, Hulk, not even fl- Hulk out. <laughs> oh man. So before we get any further, we want to make sure that we give some thanks to our very supportive slackers over on our Patreon. First off is Dave Gunn. Dave Gunn. We love you so much, dude. You're constantly fucking tuning into our live streams. You always listen. You're always giving us feedback. Thank you so much, man. Next up is Seth Anders. Oh, the Mad King. Thank you so much, dude. Another dude that always gives us feedback, and uh, we hope you appreciate the bowl. You're uh, enjoying it. Soon oh, enough. yeah. Big winner. Another group that we get some support from is the podcast called Crime Roulette, and that's hosted by Kyle Nolan Bradford. Bunch of funny guys. It's a podcast that i listen to every time they put out a new episode yeah a bunch of awesome dudes and you know the crime podcast is like it there's a ton of them Uh, this is one worth checking out i'm telling you right now like these guys are awesome they're great dudes and they're funny as shit so check them out and thank you so much guys for your support last but definitely not least aaron w from the yes and i am podcast another weekly listen for me yeah, yeah, dude, he's he's awesome and one of the most unique podcasts um, that that we've like found and interacted with. I really enjoy the show and thank you so much, man. So we also like to give out a little bit of love via Twitter. Anyone who tweets out our pinned tweet with our latest episode gets a chance to win a shout out on our most current episode. So this time around, Matt, we got sixteen retweets. What's our okay. uh, our magic number? Ooh, baby a number like that i'm thinking one thing it's sweet 16 baby okay go with it that sweet 16 is the only one you can choose the very last one is at hop nation usa they've won before oh man they're very they're very lucky in the sense that they get a lot of shout outs from us yeah i want to say they what three or four maybe yeah yeah in the time that we've been doing this it's definitely like three yeah, yeah, they're a good show though, the, so they definitely deserve this. Yeah, show. and they're just three yinzers hell bent on saving the world from crappy beer, edutaining you on beers, breweries, beer events, and more. Listen Fridays and visit their website, hopnationusa.com. They're based out of Pittsburgh. Hell yeah. An awesome show, worthy of checking out people, so get at them. Make sure you follow them at Hop Nation USA. Now, Matt, what do we got coming up in today's show? Well,. As always, we're going to start out with our bizarre news, and uh, which one of the uh, stories we're going to talk about gives a whole new meaning to the Karate Kid's swan kick. <laughs> then we're going to move to, we've got some uh, suggestions for you guys for some good TV. A couple of series you can get your binge watch on. They're fucking awesome. Check it out. And two very different ones as well. So, And then we're going to finish it off. It's time to talk about some tech. we got some technology stories we're going to uh, lay down on you folks, and uh, we hope you appreciate it. So stick around, it's going to be a fun show. Alright, and before we get into any more of our bizarre news, we like to start out the weird news with a little bit of weed news. And we're headed over to Michigan, where they've approved marijuana legalization vote for November. It will be on the ballot, which is half the battle, you know, getting even to the ballot to be voted on by the people. Because that's how a mm-hmm. lot of the legalization has gone through in states, uh, with the exception of, I believe, Vermont and New Jersey are the only places yeah. that have gone through via a uh, representative pushing it through. P- pushing it through instead of relying on the actual vote of the people. Yeah. Yes. So Michigan is going uh, with the ballot route. And in November, 
They awesome. are going to have the chance to vote on whether or not they want um, marijuana legalized in Michigan. Yeah, which I can imagine we can expect to fly through. You know, with seeing the nation at its all-time highest for uh, approval rating of like legalizing marijuana in in all the uh, surveys that have been taken and all that. And they've already approved medical uh, use back in actually 2008 with a 63 to 37 percent margin. So that's a pretty high margin for uh, medical marijuana. So I wouldn't be surprised to see yeah. legalization go through as well. Yeah. They're it, also it expected to generate over $7 million in sales once this does go through. Easily, right? I mean, that's a pretty big state. I could imagine. Oh, no. Did I say $7 million? I meant $700 million. Okay, yeah. That makes a little <laughs> more sense. I was like, $7 million, man, with pot sales opening up, especially there's going to be a boom in the first few years because everybody's going to be like... Holy shit, this is like we're witnessing the prohibition of marijuana ending, you know? Right. Especially in that part of the country because it doesn't seem like there's too much. Like, Colorado is the closest thing, I would think. Yeah, and uh, Colorado really was like a flagstone in like the change of like all of like, the states starting to fall like dominoes. Like, all right, Go to it's full, time to full legalization. Look, yeah. look at their numbers. I mean, the tax money, the drop in violent crimes, there's too much to gain. Yeah, and, you know, here's some of the uh, proposals that would be on the ballot. It would legalize possession and sale of up to two and a half ounces of marijuana for personal and recreational use. It would impose a 10% excise tax on marijuana sales at the retail level, as well as a 6% sales tax. And the estimated revenues uh, from taxes are at least $100 million. Some of those revenues with... uh, They would split those revenues with 35% going to... uh, K through 12 education, 35% to roads, 15% to communities that allow marijuana businesses in their borders, and 15% to counties where marijuana businesses are located. This money's going to get spent on all kinds of great things, and it, it, it takes away the reliance on just the people paying high taxes to fund these things. Right. And I'm sure you know. people would rather pay ta- uh, a little bit of tax on their weed than go the illegal route of, of sale and purchase. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Coming from, I mean, me and you are New Yorkers. We grew up with, like, the whole criminalization of it. So, I mean, it, we have no problem. Like, we were, right. no problem, 30% tax, fine. We understand. <laughs> Fuck it. I'd rather yeah, have that than yeah. waiting on someone else to come give me, bud, you know? Exactly, yeah, and that whole other game that we've experienced way too much in our age. Terrible. <laughs> um, yeah. There's a bunch more stuff on the ballot. Um like it would restrict purchases of marijuana for recreational purposes to two and a half ounces, but an individual could keep 10 ounces in their home and it would set up three classes of growers up to a hundred, 500 and 2000 plants, depending on which license you're going for and how much you're growing. Okay. 10 ounces is such an odd number for me. Like that's a lot of money. They don't want to give you a pound, but like, all right, (laughs) 10 ounces. It seems a little arbitrary, but I was actually thinking when I was reading this that I'm really happy that um, the marijuana policies didn't go in some crazy other route where they were like one gram. You're allowed one gram, you know, because like that would like I could see someone being like, all right, we'll allow it, but only one gram at a time. Yeah. Why do they need more? You know, it's like, dude, Mm. have you ever rolled a blunt? Like, (laughs) so if you live in Michigan, hey. Get, get out there and vote uh, this November. Make sure you're registered. That's yeah. the only way to, you know, make, make a difference in this. It's great when it actually goes up to a ballot of the people. 
Yeah. We're fucking relying on you, Michigan Knights. <laughs> and if you're interested in reading more about uh, Michigan's legalization ballot, we'll be posting this up on our Facebook page on Monday, like we do every week with our weed article. Awesome. Check it out, people. It's great to hear about, you know, a lot of these states are, are folding and they're changing their laws to finally allow people to consume, you know, and allow the ease of access to marijuana, which it should be, you know, when we're considered, you know, we're allowed a lot of things that are bad for us. You know, I don't want to go dig too deep into that. But the thing about this all coming and being easy to access, you got to be careful of where it goes. And our next news story is actually kind of a, a little flash of that. Now, we got a story about a uh, middle schooler who decided to bring some Cheetos, but they weren't just normal Cheetos. And uh, as of the Side Times article <laughs> quoted it, they're not your grandfather's Cheetos. Because they happen to be Weedos. <laughs> now, high dose of Now, it does it have a picture of the- Chester Cheeto with his eyes just fucking blood red? Yeah, I'm pissed, man, because I can't find ah. I can't find these widows. But the thing of the news, the story says that they're very close resemblance. So I'm imagining there's a knockoff of him, of Chester Cheeto, and dangerously uh, lethargic. You know this middle. <laughs> oh man, yeah, just like chilling on a couch. Yeah, and uh, this middle schooler brought these to um, to school. You know, which I mean, everybody has their different age of discovering drugs and alcohol and all that shit. And you know, nothing against that. So, like, but when you bring this into an element of people that have never had it, three students actually fell ill from Uh-oh. this, you know? And they, I mean, kids that have never had THC had, you know, a Cheeto lace with the shit. That's no good. That takes you on a different journey. A lot of people I've talked to just, like, have told me the different comparison, and I have a weird reaction to it, and I've gotten onto it on the show and with Jesse and stuff, but, like, it's a totally different thing than smoking weed. So I feel so bad for these young children, 15-year-old you know, whatever they are, 14-year-old, fucking coming into this Couldn't journey. Couldn't handle their high. Weedos. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, this isn't the only instance that's, like, occurred. Back in November, they had an instance where a teacher was unknowingly dis- dosed by a piece of a space cake. Oh, shit. And uh, a student had, like, this crazy prank. And uh, so, yeah, you got to be careful, man. It's, it's THG edibles, you know, they're uh, slick. You know, you gotta be careful. You know, you think it's just a Cheeto, just a piece of cake. Fuck no, it's not. Was that the same school? This occurred in Medicine. And uh, whereas this initial story called it, it, it occurred in Broward County Middle School. In okay. Yeah. So, yeah, this was actually a different school. Now, when you eat Weedos, are your fingers orange or green at the end? Well, you know, I mean, I'd imagine they just they've got to encumber it with that orange. Otherwise, I mean, green ones, you'd have to, like, you might as well just go with a pickle-flavored <laughs> snack at that point. Well, I don't know. Maybe the cannabis butter in the Weedos or something makes it green. Yeah. Yeah, it only makes sense it would be green, right? Well, I guess uh, green, orange, no matter what color the hands ended up being, they were caught red-handed, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Another person caught red-handed was a man who robbed a Tim Hortons and tried to use a ferry as the getaway up in Halifax in uh, Canada. Uh, that seems like the most efficient way of a getaway. <laughs> it's not really a high-speed chase, that's for sure. Now, a man, uh, as we said, around 645 robbed a Tim Hortons in Halifax, and uh, he demanded money, and he had a gun. 
They gave him the money and he soon departed the Tim Hortons for a ferry. That was actually, oh, I'm sorry, it was headed to Halifax. So he must have been nearby Halifax, on the outskirts of Halifax. I'm not familiar too much okay. with the uh, area. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't expect Yeah, I only know so much of Canada myself. Um, so the man fled to the ferry and tried to blend in, you know. This, this was his smooth getaway. He's like, they'll never catch me on the ferry. I'm just going to remove this fake mustache and take off the hat and just <laughs> Take off my federal body uh, inspector T-shirt and chuck it well, into the water. And exactly, free. and he he would have got away with it too, if it weren't for those pesky Halifax police who uh, called the ferry and told it to turn around. Oh man! They said we know he's on there. You fucking get back here with him. They go, oh, oh sorry about that. Sorry they, about that. I didn't know you were harboring a criminal they, here. And they turned we'll around. Bring him right back. Now the thing is, when they arrested him. He didn't have the gun. Oh, I wonder so, where that went. That didn't go for a deep plunge into that cold, icy water. One might suspect that it did, I would say. Uh, <laughs> I, and I wonder if that's going to be... They could probably still identify him, I'm guessing, as like, oh, you're the guy oh, on the yeah. video. If they yeah, because like, I mean, it, even if it's like facial like recognition is hidden, I mean, it's size-wise, you know, you can just match up the dude. True. That's usually why they have those height measurements on the doors. Yeah, yeah. Well, even in camera wise, they'll be like, oh, "Motherfucker, you fit the same bill as you." We know. <laughs> those, Come on. Those poor Tim Hortons employees and that poor ferry. Everyone on that ferry, man. You're, man. you're fucking up the commute. That's the most on Canadian things you could do is like fuck with Tim Hortons too. Like that's one thing that Canadians love is they love Tim Hortons. We had you're, a Tim Hortons double. at my school up near uh, near Canada. Yeah. Oh, you did right? They they do cross the border. Yeah, it, uh, oh, it was shit. in upstate New York, and uh, they had, you know, it was kind of like a Dunkin' Donuts. They had, like, macaroni and cheese, though, and sandwiches that were pretty good. Pretty yeah. good coffee as well. In case you're wondering where that, that random Canadian accent ever comes out on him, it's because uh, he lived amongst them. Don't give me that shit. <laughs> oh, I can't help but do it. Red-blooded American. Do. I'll go Trevor. <laughs> he goes from one extreme to the other. <laughs> Let's come back to America and this next story we got here. And I mean, what's more American than fucking practice karate? I mean, I know it's not exactly karate as an American or- origin. Karate. God damn it. <laughs> fucking receiving a roundhouse with some fucking red, white, and blue pants isn't fucking American. Come on now. Some Rex Kwando. <laughs> yeah. Now that's exactly what we got going on is some Rex Kwando being practiced in Orlando, Florida. At a nice little quiet park where a gentleman was observed practicing his karate and uh kicking some poor swans as well oh that's in poor taste yeah yeah i don't know like maybe he wanted to put up his art to the challenge and see if he could defend against these swans but i mean when it came down to multiple witness reports to police it said that these kicks were hard as possible and enough to knock these swans to the goddamn ground quote as hard as possible as hard as possible quote oh my god yeah, I'm just yeah. those poor fucking ge- ge- swans. Yeah, I guess swans, they're not even geese. Not even geese geese are they're... really aggressive. Swans, I don't swans know as much. Are... They're just like they're like peaceful, beautiful, and dainty. I feel like you know they're just like on their own. You know they're not gonna fuck with you too much. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like they definitely would fuck with you just like a duck. But and actually, speaking of ducks, that's not where it ends because he actually even kicked a small duck that was sleeping. Motherfucker. Yeah. 
Yeah, he just snuck up on his sleeping duck and gave it another kick because he thought Son he was just going ham. He thought he was the best, you know? Fucking going around kicking ducks. Man. Now sleeping we're... ducks at that. This guy had the fucking pump-up playlist playing on from the 80s with Eye of the Tiger just pumping up, kicking swans, kicking ducks, kicking any type of poultry that just appeared in front of him. Yo, he must have spotted that duck from mad far away and had like a running start on it because I don't know how you sneak up on a duck even if it's asleep. I feel like they're still pretty aware of their surroundings. Yeah, yeah. When the fuck can you ever sneak up on any animals? They're so much more alert than humans in general. Like, like, what the fuck? It's relaxing over there. Well, they start, like, especially, uh, the, they're not hard at the park. Those, those swans and those ducks, those aren't hard birds. They're not no, street they're birds. used to people. Yeah. Too. So it's they're, like, they're used to people, like, feeding them bread, though. They're not used to people coming up and fucking delivering them. a fucking leg kick to the face, like, type deal. Like, it's like a leg kick to a human, but to a fucking poor little swan, it's like a straight up dome kick. Like, that's a roundhouse. Man's pulling fucking bicycle kicks on mallards. This is something you need to be put away for. These ducks are not your punching bags, sir. We definitely don't support this, but I mean, we couldn't help but get a little chuckle out of this. This is ridiculous. What the fuck? Just man. the, the this image. Thirty-four-year-old man. I mean, he's he's half a decade above us, man. I mean, can you imagine yourself in you know six years blasting some ducks? practicing five years from now maybe i don't know is that where my life's headed is this like can we consider this this man's midlife crisis i mean some people get a corvette this guy decided he had to roundhouse some ducks and swans well it it can't be midlife he's gonna live a lot longer than uh 70 with these uh master moves of karate that he's pulling off no one will take him i mean that is the one benefit i mean he was also reported as laughing really hard when he was carrying out these acts. So, I mean, they also say laughter, you know, like, enables longer life. So, I mean, Best shit. medicine. This crazy bastard's gonna live longer than any of us. And, He's exercising, you know, kicking animals. Who knew the true levity to, like, eternal life was just going out there being the biggest asshole you could be. You know, whether it's to animals or people. You know, just roundhouse people at the park. Maybe that's your thing, you know? See, the ducks can't press charges, but people can call the police on you for on behalf of the ducks. Yeah, maybe that's why he's targeted them. They needed a flock. That's what they needed. Or maybe a uh, a just one giant duck to take him down. Uh, One giant duck. The big duck. (laughs) There was a giant inflatable duck that broke loose from a duck derby in Iowa and started going down the road. Now, we've all seen these videos where uh, giant inflatable things end up on the highway or end up on on a local road of some sort. And this one's a giant duck with sunglasses. Ah, man, at least it's a cool duck. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely looking pretty cool. There's a little bit of video to go along with it of this uh, suave duck. Fucking rolling down the street and people are laughing, of course. There's cars that don't know what to do. They're kind of stuck behind it, go, trying to go around it without getting run over. Now, how big of a duck are we talking? Like, are we talking like a 10-foot duck? Uh, 20-foot it's, duck? It's gigantic. They don't have the uh, measurements on it, but it's bigger than the cars. It's okay. like maybe the size of two SUVs. Damn, that is a pretty big duck. That's a big duck. And these things, duck. they rarely cause any damage. They got it under control. But like I said, it came from a duck derby, which I'm not sure what a duck derby is. Are you aware of what a duck derby is? 
Man, no, I'm not aware. I'm not aware. We're gonna do a little bit of uh, learning you know, here. This this makes me think of this one question I actually saw pop up on social media, which was quite interesting. It was, would you rather face 20 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck in a fight? What it's is it again? One, right? Now, would you fight? rather fight Okay, 20 horses that were duck-sized or one duck that was horse-sized? It might have been like 50 horses that were duck-sized, actually, now that I think about it. Because like, that's pretty small. Like, little horses? I'm going to say... One horse-sized duck. No, you're crazy, man. It's one That's fight. That's not the answer it's I one, chose. It's one. You just get its <gasps> neck. It's not like shaped a like duck. a. It's not shaped like a horse. Have you, you seen can get on its back and you could still take it. I know, but when you take something and you make it bigger, that little flimsy duck leg becomes something gigantic, like a fucking horse leg. But so I like, could. It's not like but I could fling like, myself onto a horse if I needed to. Dude, his beak is going to become, like, four feet long. He would just, like, quack and just, like, swallow you whole. Like, that would be it. No, you got to be nimble. They're big, and they're <sighs> Maybe not exactly, like, agile. They're not going to be able to pivot real quick, so you got to get around him, jump on its back, get the neck. It's still the, sa- it's still the <sighs> same premise as if you were going to kill a regular duck. You got to snap that neck. So you got to, like, gra- underhook the beak. And pull him back and maybe get a leg lock on, on the on the neck and just turn and fucking yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're snap that harder. shit. I don't Otherwise, know, you're going to get trampled by 50 tiny horses. I'm going to step on those little horses. I'm just going to take a little dancing jig and I'm going to start snapping spines. Just kicking like, it's like, nothing. like you're river dancing? Yeah, dude. I'm just going to be snapping spines like they're wishbones on fucking Thanksgiving. Just stop, stop, stop. But you've seen Fuck compies. That. I mean, horses don't have, like, True. claws at least. They don't. But, I mean, if they were intending aggravation and in, in uh, assault, I mean, they could do some damage with those, those fucking giant square they just have to they do. They'd have to do that thing, you know, where you see them, like, jump up and kick. They'd have to do a couple like 180 jump kick oh in the God. balls and like that you'd be down and then they're just going to fucking ground pound Donkey Kong <sighs> style. I don't know, man. I'm still choosing the horses. I'm going to say it. I'm <sighs> choosing the horses. I'll, all right. I'll fuck. I'll fight a giant duck and you'll fight 50 horses if it ever comes to it. I'm going to be like, this is your fight. Oh, That's man. 50 tiny horses, Matt. We've discussed. <sighs> well, time will only <laughs> tell which one we'll run into first, man. Oh, by the way, rubber duck races, also known as duck derby races, have been used as a method of fundraising organizations worldwide. People donate money to organizations by sponsoring a duck, and then they race them. And, like, you win shit, I guess. Okay. (laughs) So you buy, like, a duck for a dollar, and then if your duck wins, you get, like, a bouquet of chocolate. So it's like a betting system on duck racing? Yeah, for for fundraising. uh, Okay. Yeah, their their giant duck broke free, but you know they they caught it eventually, and no one had to snap its neck. Luckily, I'm glad they rounded this duck up. Nobody had to sneak up behind it as Jesse had planned out. With a Bowie knife in the back, pop <sighs> that fucker. Man, poor fucking ducks. These mallards, man, they're a pretty animal, but you know, fuck, it's a brutal takedown. <laughs> Oh man! Speaking of takedowns, we got a uh, we got an article 
bringing us to Amazon, which I know me and you both partake in. We're both Prime members. I mean, That's where I got my new backdrop. equipment for the podcast. Yeah. And if you're not tuning into the live stream, you need to be. Uh, I know we're not too good on like just like generally picking time because we're really like schedule-wise, we're crammed trying to you know cream you know do all the, the interviews and all this and that. But Jesse's got a beautiful fucking backdrop to bring it back. And uh, yeah, he purchased it on Amazon. It's uh, it's a pretty neat service. You know, you, you get, get a lot of cool stuff these days, man. Anything you can get your paper towels, your food if you want. If you want to go down that alley, I mean, any device, anything, anything at all. And uh, unfortunately, anything at all comes at uh, anything at all. And I mean, one of the things that we found Amazon has recently taken down is a lining of clothing for babies that specifically ripped off Coca-Cola's emblem. And it said, "Enjoy cocaine." Oh, okay. Which I it's found a party in babies. Yeah, those babies are really just—they're busy babies. You know, cocaine just keeps going. As you can imagine, those babies were just constantly active, and they were—they were a little aggressive too. You know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would dress my baby in a enjoy cocaine. Uh, I wouldn't recommend onesie. That. I think wouldn't it's funny. That. That's hilarious. Oh, man. I just think you're opening yourself to a doorway of a bunch of people coming up to you and being like, what is wrong with you? Do you need help? Be like, great. Somebody- okay. I know who not to be friends with, who does, who can't uh, take a fucking joke. It's like, I mean, yeah, no, I'm putting Coke in its baby food. Like, first off, I, I can't know, afford that. Babies would be expensive enough already. Secondly, I mean, that's terrible for the baby's health. I just, I feel like I'm a pretty open person, but if I, I saw somebody out in their, like, you know, no matter what the parents, parents look like, if they look like a nice young couple, and they heard their baby had an enjoy cocaine shirt on, I would be like, dirtbags. I feel like I would be, I would, you know, just like automatically be like, fuck, what the fuck is wrong with those people, that poor baby? Now, you where know? do you draw the line, though? Like, what, for funny shirts for, for babies, like, what if a baby was wearing a shirt that said mustache rides? That's funny. Five cents. Like <laughs> That's funny. I know that baby's not giving mustache rides. He can't produce a mustache. <laughs> but the All baby's right. not doing coke either. I, well, who knows, man? Maybe <laughs> these parents are like, hey, you got to start somewhere, and you're going to start young because we're going to have you ahead of the game. You're going to so, be one of those kids that skips grades. So if so the baby start- has a mustache and wears the mustache rides one, then you'd be concerned? Okay, I would highly be concerned <laughs> if a baby had enjoy cocaine and I get mustache rides on his shirt because that's just too much. Going no, no, on no. For any I'm saying, baby. I'm saying the baby has a mustache and is wearing the mustache ride shirts because then that's insinuating that maybe, mm. like, because you said like I don't know that the baby doesn't do coke, but like it's not giving know. mustache rides. But well, if it first, has a mustache, first I check my clock to make sure it's not Halloween. It might be October 31st at that point. But True. after that, I just feel like. Maybe these parents are people that I need to get to know because that's pretty fucking funny. They got a good sense of humor. Maybe it's a bias. Maybe, you know, maybe I have a biased opinion on it. I don't so know. No, Cocaine's a hell see. of a drug, as I've been told by multiple people. Now, what if a baby was wearing that shirt, had like a little Rick James on it, and it said, Cocaine's a hell of a drug? Pretty good. I mean, I love the Chappelle show. I love that line. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, you know, that's a little more funny to me. But enjoy cocaine. I mean, I don't know. Okay, so so you gotta you gotta really bring it if you're gonna do something outrageous on, on like your kid's onesie or whatever. Yeah, I feel like you gotta bring it harder than you bring it on yourself, like with what oh, you're yeah. wearing, you know, for sure. It's like why is that cool ass baby hanging out with those nerds? <laughs> your dick is the paintbrush, your wife is the, the canvas. I mean come on. Come on. <laughs> and you're creating art that you you're then put art. ironic t shirts on. 
Yeah, yeah, man. And uh, irony can just go so wrong. I don't know. <laughs> In my opinion. Well, there's there's a lot of things that can go wrong uh, when dealing with the internet. Could be Amazon purchases of uh, Enjoy Cocaine baby clothing. <laughs> Could be Yelp <laughs> reviews, like in our uh, next story here, where okay. a, a restaurant manager showed up at a woman's house at 10 p.m. after she posted a three-star Yelp review. Oh, man. It sounds like a similar story that's about to happen to that four-star giving motherfucker for this show. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm just kidding. You <laughs> oh, give okay. Us I guess star. we're kidding. All right. Well, we're kind of kidding. We're not kidding. We're, we're going to get him. Who you uh, were, never we would show up at your house. We're, there's no way for us to find out, so you're safe. So in this case, though, the manager of a pizza restaurant, you know, is asked his delivery drivers, like, hey, can you uh, ask people to review our service and our food on Yelp, you know, when okay. they drop off the food, which is probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it, it warranted a three-star review. Because of a recently defrosted burger with no lettuce or tomato, soggy zeppoli, and sorry-looking steak fries. So, not fantastic, but not a one-star, you know, trying to be honest. I don't know, man. That's soggy zeppoli. That's pretty bad. I mean, I feel like she was being generous. Yeah, maybe she was, even with, like, the the way the food's... Because that's, like, your whole meal right there. It's not like any of it. It wasn't like, oh, but the saving grace was the fucking... Yeah. Parmesan garlic bread. Yeah. Shitty fries will really fuck up a meal. And I It's mean, like it was burger. edible. <laughs> yeah. Three stars. Yeah. Yeah. That, I w- that's more gracious than I would have been if all the, the pieces of the meal were shitty. Now, this, uh, this didn't sit too well with the manager, who then saw the three-star review and showed up at her residence at 10 p.m. banging on the door. And then okay. when, she, when she didn't answer... They called bl- her number blowing up her phone from the- that they had from the delivery. Wait a minute. So what the fuck? Do all Yelp reviewers just like give out their number and address like it's nothing? No, she got delivery. Oh, my God. So this is a total violation of like customer fucking agreement, basically. Yep. Like any any customer agreement form, which is like unsaid when it comes to restaurants. Like you can't violate that. You can't just show up for like fucking unrelated business to an order. Yeah, and this is the manager, too, so that's, like, Oof. absolutely outrageous. Um, wow. When she didn't answer her door, they blew up her phone. She didn't recognize the number, so she, like, let it go. And they left a message saying, Hello, this is so-and-so, the manager of the pizza place. I'm outside your door, and I want to speak with you about your Yelp review. Man. Ooh. Oh, that's, that's freaky, because you know you're dealing with somebody off balance right away. I mean, and showing up at your house late at night like that, that's freaky as fuck. Yeah, and she got freaked out, like you said, you know, uh, understandably so. And uh, she called the local police department. The cops came and took her statement. And uh, they, the woman was gone by then. Yeah, the the manager wasn't there at that point. I guess they went away when she didn't answer and stuff. Um, and that three star review ended up turning into a one star review after that shit. Yeah, and I, I'd imagine like that place is going to suffer once this uh, story makes it around. Yeah, they, you know, and they didn't get too many other good Yelp reviews either. I guess the next day someone gave it a two-star review, but they responded a lot better the next time and said, oh, we'd like to invite you back to make a, make your meal again and treat you. Ooh, okay. So I guess I they're handling it a little bit better. I don't know maybe if I go that, back. Maybe that manager's been uh, removed from the, the whole scenario. 
That's quite a, possibly. I don't know. Well, hopefully, I mean, imagine, you know, that manager's not fit to be managing a restaurant if they're going to show up at every customer that gives them a uh, non-perfect review. Yeah, seriously. Three that stars, is not, not bad. cool. Yeah, three stars not bad. I mean, we all jokes aside, I mean, we we, we still appreciate the four star even. Yeah. You know, like with all the jokes we make. Like, it's not a three. <laughs> yeah, it's not a three. Fuck then we'd yeah. have to show up at your house at 10 yeah. at night. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, you know, like uh, the restaurants are a common theme in this uh, show when we find these bizarre news articles. And uh, this next article, man, it uh, cracks me up in so many ways. We're going to Staten Island at a Popeye's, where they're handing out $4 wicked good deals. And, uh, you know, the only unfortunate thing that happened for one lady is that it didn't come with a soda. It was just you an order of uh, chicken tenders, some sauce, and a biscuit. But this woman, this woman knows it had to come with a soda. I mean, what kind of meal doesn't come with a soda, right? Well, the wicked good deal. (laughs) <laughs> oh man, four dollars. I mean, come on. In today's day, four dollars. I don't. I don't expect much, honestly. I mean, you can't get shit for four dollars. Be happy with what you get. Yeah, yeah. Well, this woman, she wasn't having it. She was just irate about it, and she decided to start ripping shit up. And uh, one of the most ironic things about watching this video of this woman ripping this restaurant up, this poor Popeyes restaurant, this establishment, is that she starts with this sign, a pop-up cardboard cutout and i can clearly see from the fucking video in the restaurant that this fucking cardboard cutout shows the meal she ordered <laughs> with just chicken tenders a sauce and a biscuit and no drink oh shit four dollars like so like and the, the whole reason she starts getting pissed is because she she knows it comes with a drink like she, that's what if, she's telling man if you'd calm down and take a look at the sign that you're about to throw <laughs> dude she smashes the sign up rips it up but that's not good enough guess what she does after there is she grabs a chair and starts smashing a fucking window out and she does she demolishes this whole plate glass window fucking 10 foot tall with a fucking chair from the uh the auditorium like the little area there she pulled a connor mcgregor (laughs) (sighs) pulling a connor man and yeah just all because of a fucking drink like you don't have another dollar two dollars maybe now this woman obviously is gonna pay for this and uh some some time in jail you know unfortunately but you know yeah. you can't expect everything with those four dollar deals. Everybody's got them. Yo, you know, shit. little little tip: if you want the free drink, just get a, a cup for water and go get yourself a fucking soda. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Like this could have been solved all the time too. Yeah, man. Like if you're that cheap, do that. Do that. You know, or go to Wendy's. I mean, I think their four mo- four dollar meal comes with a drink. There you there go. You go. Had to have the Popeyes. You know, the people at Popeyes, when I went there the first time, were very nice to me. They threw an extra tender in for me. I said, hey, that this is my nice. first time ever trying Popeyes. Is, is it good? What should I have? Oh. Uh, they they pointed me to their sommelier, and they said, you know, this red would go very nice with our spicy blackened chicken. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. You had a, <laughs> They're like, uh, may I throw in an extra tender for you, sir? Oh, they wanted, you know, they wanted to make that first visit a very special visit. And then I, I said, motherfucker, I don't like red wine. I like white wine. And I threw a fucking sign through the fucking oh, window. Man. <sighs> just man. actually, I think that's that's proper etiquette at uh, Popeye's. Yeah, you just break the windows out. And that's, you know, it's like when you like in some in some areas you would burp after you eat to right. show appreciation. It was a great meal. At Popeye's, well, you, know, you throw Popeyes. chairs through windows. <laughs> throw chairs through windows, and you're, you're you're just showing them how much you really enjoyed your experience there at Popeye's. They have windows in the back. 
They're ready Louisiana to pop right Fast uh, refers to the speed at which the chair flies through the window. And the replacement of that window. Yes, true, very yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. So that the next customer can clearly just take that same chair and chuck it through that same window. We got a really great funny clip of the week for you this week. Uh, we're, we're talking nutshot. We're, oh, not man. just a nutshot, but a slow-mo nutshot. A very slow-mo, and it comes from the companion at your side of all times, your smartphone. <laughs> this uh, guy is jumping on the trampoline, you know, taking a selfie, as some may do. To You know, you want to get that really high angle or some cool, like, footage of you to fucking post up on Instagram. But what he doesn't realize is that his phone is be- going to become his worst enemy by the end of this clip. I mean, it goes straight for the death shot. <laughs> he loses grip at the apex of the jump, and as he's falling back down, he's he's in a position so that his legs are open and his back is flat, and the the phone just takes a nosedive straight for the nuts. You know, it's 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 quite hilarious. It's uh, I'd say a work of art. The way it perfectly falls, and it captures it all. On the camera. He tries to catch it. He tries. He does not succeed. Not at all. So we'll be sure to post this up on our Facebook page on Wednesday, like we do every Wednesday with our funny clip of the week. You know, just to make your midweek a little bit more funny. Hell yeah. So check it out. And another thing we got for you to check out before we get into our next segment is a word from our good buddy Aaron at the Yes and I Am podcast. Hi, do you like celebrities, comedy, and pop culture? Well, then I have the podcast for you. I'm Aaron Max, host of the Yes and I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. Each week, we take comedians and improvisers and give them a celebrity to play, and I interview them. And guess what? Sometimes the comedians don't know who this celebrity is. And that's when the real fun comes in, and we learn a little something we didn't already know about these people. So go and check us out. We're on iTunes and all other podcast source. We are Yes and I Am, and we will see you guys next time. You get more out of life when you go out to a movie. And we are back with some suggestions here for media for you to consume. Got a couple uh, binge-worthy yeah. programs put on your radar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm here to consume your time. It's, it's hard, man. You're always looking for something new to watch. Something that's just going to pique your interest. Sometimes you're looking for that thing not so you don't waste time. We have suggestions that you can get right into it. You're definitely going to enjoy it. Yeah. But before we give our suggestions, I just want to put it out there. We both saw Super Troopers too. Oh man, yeah. Now it's not a TV suggestion, but goddamn, is it a great movie suggestion? And I mean, we've been fans of the Super Troopers saga for years upon years, so we were pretty hyped when they started, you know, putting out these these uh, GoFundMe promos, you know, to get right? going. That was a while ago. 
yeah, a few years ago. And uh, man, it's great to see the movie finally come out. And it was pretty good. Came out on 420. Didn't get to see it on 420, but um, yeah, I got the chance to see it. You saw it earlier today. What did you think? Yeah. What was your overall opinion? I liked it a lot. It wasn't as good as the first one, in my opinion. It was uh, a totally different storyline, though. So, you know, it's like it's got its own thing. And, it, you know, you got to see the first one to appreciate the second one with all the little jokes that relate to the first one. A large you know? fire. Leader of Cola? Yeah, my girlfriend never saw the first one, so it was a little, it's like, you know, like you got to see the first one to really appreciate it. I had the same situation. My girlfriend didn't see it either, and some of them went over her head, but she still enjoyed it as well. Yeah, my girlfriend as well. Yeah, it's a great film. You know, you don't really have to see the first one, but it definitely makes a lot more sense if you do catch that first one. It was really funny, though. Great movie. Great movie. Definitely. Give it it a go. Uh, And along with that, I'll give you another suggestion. I'm suggesting HBO's new show, Barry. Man, and uh, yeah, it's got me intrigued from what you've told me about it. Yeah, it's a uh, dark comedy television series written by Alec Berg and Bill Hader. They're both the uh, executive producers as well of this show. Awesome. Awesome to see Bill Hader. Always. And Alec Berg is a uh, name you might not recognize. Some of you might um, from some of the stuff that he's worked on in the past, though, which is quite a resume i must say uh he's written barry the show we're talking about now silicon valley uh curb your enthusiasm he's done some episodes and was an executive producer of he was an executive producer on seinfeld as well okay so we're dealing with someone who's really really good you know yeah yeah teamed up with bill Hader as a writer as well you can't go wrong uh bill Hader is also directing the show barry as well as starring in it and writing it and executive producing it he's all over this shit so if you love bill Hader, this is right up your alley it's not the normal like outlandish kind of humor that you're used to though it's definitely a dark comedy and it's about a midwestern hitman who travels to los angeles to perform a hit and then finds himself joining an acting uh troupe wow yeah what a contrast man going from being you know in the aggressive field to the drama field and yeah it deals with a lot of interesting things like ptsd (laughs) and ethics of killing you know it has interesting characters in it like there's a gangster who uh uses bitmoji oh man so (laughs) so like it leads to a lot of really funny like la kind of uh like tongue-in-cheek sort of things yeah yeah it stars uh, Bill Hader as Barry Berkman slash Barry Block. He's uh, Barry Block is like his actor name, which he he gets in I believe like the second or third episode. Um, Henry Winkler, uh, Sarah Goldberg, Stephen Root. You might remember Stephen Root from uh, Dodgeball. He's been in a number of other things. Yeah, dude, fucking Dodgeball, such a good movie. Oh, <laughs> Henry Winkler, the Fonz. You know, you can't <laughs> fuck can't yeah. go wrong. And I I'm already in about five episodes there's uh about three more that are coming out for this season and it's already been approved for a second season which i'm really excited about okay that's awesome i want to see how they wrap up this one and also how they kind of go into what the second season of barry's life as a hitman slash actor would be yeah yeah there's one funny exchange where he's talking to his handler the guy that gives him the jobs you know and he he says, you know, Barry, you can't go and try and take someone out. And they go, oh, you're the guy from the chicken commercial. And Bill Hader goes, I don't know if I do commercials. Oh, man. <laughs> Fucking love Hader. 
the the writing in it is is fantastic. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely something worth checking out if you have HBO Go or anything along those lines. Uh, IMDb it has an eight out of ten, and on Rotten Tomatoes it has a ninety eight percent and eighty six percent audience score. Okay. So it's doing really well for itself. I mean, can't really yeah. go wrong with Bill Hader. He knows his shit. And Alec yep. Berg, obviously, very uh, well-renowned um, producer, yes. executive producer. Yeah, it's, it's fucking, it's got me intrigued, man. Got to get that HBO go. I might do the Hulu package now. They've uh, offered some kind of deal with HBO as well. That's cool that you're able to add that on now. It, it yeah. kind of makes it worth it, especially Game of Thrones once that comes back. Oh, uh, Westworld man, all, is man. now back as well. So mm, Westworld is good. I would yeah, also suggest Silicon Valley. They're doing man. some funny stuff as well. I'm starting The Sopranos right now. I've never seen it. There I'm you go. starting it right now, man, and uh, getting into it. Nice. You know, I've got to say I'm enjoying it. So check out that HBO passes, you know, whether it's Hulu or HBO Go. Right. And if you <laughs> can get on it, be sure to check out Barry. Hell yeah, I will be. Now, I've chosen a uh, Netflix original special, and it's uh, it's called Everything Sucks. And, you know, this show reminds me a lot of Freaks and Geeks. And we were talking about that off show, off air. And uh, it's just, it's a, it's a good casting. It's a bunch of young actors and actresses. It's an American comedy drama web. It, it started out, like, on the web, apparently. And uh, it's created by Ben York Jones and Michael Mohan. And it's just like, you know, it's teen culture in the mid-1990s. And it, just, it it conquers, you know, different teens, you know, dealing with issues such as, like, their sexuality or their mental health and growing up in general. Okay. And, uh, I, I feel like this would speak to, like, our generation specifically having grown up in the 90s. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I found, like, uh, interesting was a lot of the references and the songs and... You know, it, just, it felt right. They did a good job of, of putting it in the time placement of the 90s, which I always enjoy when they nail the uh, scenario. And this all occurs in Boring High School in Oregon, which is an actual place, Boring, Oregon, uh, in 1996. And it's an AV club and the drama club. And they're, you know, both groups are the misfits of the high school, which is it's pretty neat, the storyline they bring out from it. And I just I thoroughly found myself enjoying this, and recently I found myself pretty upset because I found out it's canceled. Oh so no! Earlier this month they canceled it, and it's not going to get a second season. But we all know how that goes. If the fans get behind it, which it it has a lot of fans, and I think it's going to fall into the cult following type deal once you know people start realizing you know it's worth watching. We might get that second season as long as the kids don't age too much. <laughs> yeah, true. That would be yeah. kind of tough to bring it back a, a couple of years later unless you got a different yeah. cast. Yeah, so it all depends on if this thing blows up in the next year or not. But, I mean, I really enjoyed it, and it's it's got a solid rating across the board. Uh, 7.7 on IMDb. Even Rotten Tomatoes, they weren't too harsh on it. I mean, they gave it a 69%, but, I mean, they're fucking stingy fucks when it comes to ratings. Right. And audience score was 90%. Well, see, yeah, this had a higher audience score than Barry had, and they gave Barry a higher tomato meter score. The tomato meter is fucked. Yeah. It it always has been. It always will be. I was, like, covering it just to be, like, Mm -hmm. see how off it is. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's always drastic compared to, like, the IMDb or the audience score. Right? Yeah. But, you know, I really enjoyed this. It's, uh... You know, right on the Netflix, and everybody has Netflix these days. If not, try to find a buddy or, you know, somebody that has it. Throw, throw someone a couple bucks for that extra screen. 
Yeah, exactly, man. And uh, it's worth it. You'll find little gems like this. Well, that's perfect. I'm definitely going to check it out, even though it's only one season. That's a, It's kind of tough, but ten I episodes. like blowing through some of those. Yeah, ten episodes, you know, it'll entertain your time. It's half hour, so, you know, it's five hours of entertainment. Oh, that's Fuck perfect. It. So be sure to check out Everything Sucks on Netflix and Barry on HBO and get out to the theaters. Take your sweetheart out to go see Super Troopers, too. Hell yeah, it's a fun time. Now, before we get into our technology segment, let's hear something from the Believer Skeptic podcast. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm the Believer. I'm Cody. I'm the Skeptic. And together we are BSP, the Idiot Syncrasy Files. The podcast where two idiots discuss weird phenomena. This week we're talking about ghosts. I believe in ghosts. Why? There's too much weird stuff in the world for it to be coincidental. See, I don't, because ghosts are souls, and shirts, pants, and jockstraps do not have souls. These ghosts should be naked! My jockstrap has a soul. <laughs> Moving on! Join us every week when we talk about cool phenomena ranging from... Skinwalkers? To... Simulacra? There you go. Bye! Bye. Find us on Google Play, iTunes, and all those other podcasting places. Or visit us at www.bspodphx.com. Alrighty, and we're back. It's time for some technology. We all know you love to know what's going on in the tech world. We always got to start out with our boy Elon. See what Musk oh, yeah. is up about or all about. Musky Musk, Musky Musk, baby, musking about. And uh, you know the big thing at Tesla right now is the Model Three. Yeah, man. They're trying to crank out production on these things so that everyone can get them because right now the wait list is pretty long. Yeah, man. And I mean, it, it makes sense. It's the first really affordable model of the Tesla, you know? So everybody's got to have it. And I mean, it's only like, you know, you put a thousand down and you start, you pick out your like custom, you know, the little pieces that you want in your car to. So that's pretty nice. You know, you just put a thousand down and you get a brand new car that's starting to be made for you. And then you, you take your payments down, which is pretty cool for a nice electric car. Yeah, I mean, I actually got the chance to go over to a Tesla dealership earlier. People were, uh, you know, sitting down in the Model 3s, and there was actually a line for people to check them out. Oh, yeah, I bet, man. It, it's, it's awesome that they actually have models on the uh, ground now that you can see. I will say, I didn't stand in line. I just kind of walked in and then, like, peered in from across the velvet rope. And it looked like just a very basic dashboard with, like, an iPad popped in the center. Yeah, like the, I, I've noticed that from the concept as well, and it, it seems like it's a pretty simple form of any of the Teslas, and that's how they're keeping it at that thirty thousand dollar price range, you know? Right. And I will say, it looked the front of it almost reminds me of a Volkswagen Beetle, like one of the newer ones. Really? Really? Yeah, a little bit. It's a little bit edgier and maybe a little bit longer, hmm. but it kind of had that same sort of shape to it. That roundness to the front, almost. Yep. I was yeah. like, wow, that looks like a Beetle. That's really odd. Yeah, I can't draw like in my mind the um, concept I haven't seen in a while for the Model Three. It's like, but yeah, I'd imagine it's going to be a little different than you know your typical Teslas. And you know, there's there's a lot of demand for them, no matter what oh, they yeah. look like. And uh, there's been backups at the Tesla Model Three production line because robots 
Uh, Humans are underrated, says uh, Musk. Yeah, man. I mean, robots malfunction. They're limited to whatever task they're told to do. You know, they can't uh, deal with variables as well as a human can. Yeah, Musk tweeted out on April 13th that excessive automation at Tesla was a mistake, and to be precise, his mistake. Humans are underrated. So he's Ah. been spending a lot of time at the production line um, since the beginning of April. He's been spending nights there in order to, you know, implement changes that'll hopefully Mm. smooth out some of these production failures or errors that have been happening. Yeah, I actually even heard there's like a crowdfunding for fucking Elon Musk to get a couch at the Tesla factory because he's been sleeping on the floor. Oh, he, well, no, he has a couch in the in the conference room that he's sleeping on. Don't so, worry, yeah. people. Is that, you don't is have that to bullshit? Give, you do not have to give Elon, Elon yeah. Musk your money for a couch. Wait, so we don't, we don't have to donate to the trillionaire that owns Tesla? I'd say that's a bad waste of your money. He wants you to okay. buy a Model okay. 3 instead. He, you heard it here, people. He, you heard what Jesse said. <laughs> Don't give him your money. So, he also, uh, a little update, he said he did, like, a little April Fool's joke in the beginning of April, saying, like, oh, they're going bankrupt. He says uh, in a comment that he wouldn't joke about bankruptcy if it was even remotely real for the company. Yeah, he'd go ghost on uh, on social media. So there you go. That's a little a little bit about the Tesla factory and what's going on with Musk over there. Oh, yeah. What would it be without Musk in our technology segment? And, I mean, we're only continuing on from there. Which will go to the boring company, which nothing's boring about this company at all. Not based in boring Oregon. No, it's not based in boring Oregon. Uh, Oregon, Oregon. Oh, that's a, we've got Oregon for the show. I don't know. Oregon's? Gorgons? Wait, what? I just say it like, you know, parts of the body, organ. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. Well, the Boring Company is unveiled its fourth plan for a route of the Hyperloop. And this one is mapped DC to Baltimore. And they've got the the go-ahead, which is pretty cool, man. They're going to get these things operational. Whereas, you know, this is only a 35-mile trip. But still, it's only going to take 15 minutes, and it's going to be an ease of use compared to the subways or the highways. You know, the parkway takes a long time to get down. You know, you're talking triple the amount of time easily if there's no traffic. Yeah, and that's a big corridor for traffic, too, especially, like, into D.C. Yeah, exactly, man, right into the nation's capital. And it's cool to see this, man. I mean, these little tests are going to be what changes the future as far as transit is concerned. I mean, if we can get these Hyperloops active under the ground and he can bore without actually fucking up the infrastructure of the cities and towns above that, I mean, why the fuck not, dude? Especially in cities like New York City and Los Angeles. I mean, fuck. We need to alleviate this traffic somehow, and I mean, this is the only guy that seems to be doing anything about it. With LA, I do get a little earthquake worried. I do get that too, yeah, man, and I mean, I've heard, you know, the whole thing about the water going into it too as well, which is fucking scary. You don't want to drown in a Hyperloop tunnel. No, thank you. You know, but maybe fucking Elon Musk is ahead of everything. Maybe he's got some type of drainage system, the vacuum system that pulls water out, you know? I mean, I'm sure this is a guy that's not just thinking about one way of it. I'm sure he's considering some of the uh, aspects as far as, you know, the natural environment with earthquakes or floods or this or that, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I wouldn't worry too much. It depends, like, where you're digging it and stuff like that. And I'm sure planning-wise, yeah, he's, he's got that route figured out. It, it'd be cool if they got one of these up and running on the East Coast. 
man, I would love this. And, uh, you know, I was just in Baltimore last year for a festival. And, like, shit. You know, I would, you know, after the first fucking couple thousand pets, I would, you know, I would take one of these. Yeah, I mean, it, why not? I've been on crazier roller coasters, it feels like. Yeah, I mean, uh, fucking going on an airplane, I mean, it's uh, it's the same thing, you know? I mean, as long as it's been tested, I know the science isn't nearly as tested on a Hyperloop as an airplane, but I still, I mean, an airplane's up in the air, Hyperloop's in the ground. I don't know, it still feels safer to me. It's one small step for man, one giant leap for commute, so. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Now, uh, technology is looking to help us out on our commute and in a lot of other ways. Like how Samsung is trying to help eliminate that big, ugly, black screen just sitting in your living room. Ah, oh, yeah, you know, that TV. When you turn it off... We're talking... Yeah, we're talking about that turned-off TV, you know? Yeah. For the existence of televisions, we've had to deal with a blank screen sitting and taking up valuable wall space or corner space of our living rooms. And Samsung's looking to change this by... Being able to blend your TV into your wall and even make it into artwork. Ooh, okay, okay. Just make it an incognito TV. Yeah, the, they're revealing uh, the pricing on their QLED range of TVs this year, and they have an ambient mode that blends it into the wall and creates a uh, slim border on the outside of the TV to make it almost look like a framed piece of art. Okay, that's pretty nice, man. I mean, it is, you know, a TV does stand out, you know, whether it's on your, your a dresser or a TV stand, whatever it's in, you know, the bedroom or the living room, it would be cool if it just it masked itself and it was like, oh, you don't own any TVs? It's like, no, 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 hold on. Whoop. Whoop. That fucking mirror or piece of hardware just flips into fucking Netflix. Right. And, and you know. the way this works is before you put the TV up, you take a picture of the wall. And then when you upload that to its, like, ambient mode, it copies that to make it look as if there's Chameleon. There. It, yep. it pulls a chameleon. That's cool. Okay. Now, these don't come cheap. I will say that. <laughs> uh, their QLED range TVs start from uh, $1,499 for a 55-inch to a large sum of $6,000 for the 75-inch. It's crazy how that, that 20 inches, man, makes such a gap. <laughs> yeah, right? I wonder, like, what the like in-betweens look like. How, like, wh how that jumps up in terms of size. Yeah, as you started out, I was like, oh, you know, that's that's cheaper than I was expecting. I thought you were going to come out with something crazy, like, you know, a $7,000 TV for a 55. I mean, that's not too, too bad. In your living room, where you're going to have guests, you know, and you want to keep something nice and you want to keep your living room looking good. I can see that. Or if you can get the last year's model next year or Ooh. like, you know, Black Friday sales. Black Friday. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a few years before you catch any of these incognito chameleon TVs on the Black Friday deal. <laughs> Possibly. And now to make a distinction, people might not know. Um, I, before I said they are, that these are QLED TVs. There's OLED, which you may have heard about before, which is mm. organic LED. QLED is quantum dot LEDs. Now, these use huh. a varying size to produce different colors. Small, uh, The smallest is blue and the largest is red, and it boosts efficiency and precision for color reproduction. Damn. They're always finding ways to make it more vibrant for you. And I guess the higher-end models use a direct full array to adjust backlighting to deliver deeper blacks, but this is different from the OLED, which delivers true black. 
So with your shadows, okay. your contrast, that kind of thing, you're seeing a lot mm. deeper tones with the OLED, as opposed to a QLED, which is simulating black by messing with the backlighting. Yeah, and you get that contrasted black, which is more of a gray. I'll tell you though, human eyes probably won't be able to tell the difference. If you have either one yeah. of these, if it's a matter of a th couple hundred dollars, like, I go with your what yeah. your heart desires, really. Yeah, I mean LED these days is pretty good. Yeah, you know, I mean Absolutely. you can snag a fifty-five for five hundred bucks easily. That's going to be a smart TV and definitely beautiful on the eyes. Right. You know. So keep a lookout for these. They're, it seems like they're just innovating more and more with televisions. Mm. Yeah, it makes me excited for the future. You know, ten years down the road is where we'll see the real progression of this. That's where all TVs will adapt if it succeeds as a technology thing. Like if it, you know, the chameleon TV idea catches on. Anyway. True. You know, it'll be cool to see how this plays out. I'm always curious. Maybe you can catch these bad boys. Order them online. You just go to the Amazon. Fucking get that chameleon TV delivered right to your door. There you go. But man, the thing about getting that delivered to your door is you got to worry about some scumbag just showing up and being like, "That's a big Amazon box, man." You know what comes in big Amazon boxes? Good shit. Awesome TVs. And they, just, they steal your fifteen hundred dollar to six thousand dollar TV just like that. Well, not anymore because if you got a jumbo size van, they'll deliver that shit right to your van. That's what Amazon's coming up with nowadays. And it's an awesome system in, in ideas to combat, you know, the idea of people being able to steal your shit and just have a more secure way of actually getting your products from Amazon. Now, this is something that's starting out in about 37 cities in the U.S. And uh, you have to get this $220 package that's basically a combination of an internet-connected internet door lock and camera to allow Amazon delivery drivers to place these packages inside of your uh, your actual car. Oh, okay. Now, and it'll coincide with, you know, whatever smart... You have to have a smart car, I'd imagine, because what it seems like is you have to have something like uh, GM's OnStar or maybe, like, Volvo's AGE's... Um, you know, Volkswagen has shit, Honda has shit. Right. There's all these smart devices in the newer cars. And it, apparently you're going to have to have that to actually do it. So you're not going to be able to deliver it to the 86 Honda, you know. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry if you but got the 86 Accord. Just, uh, I left the window cracked. Just fit your arm in there and fucking. I'm not sure if they're going to budge by that, but, you know, <laughs> we'll see. You can, you can write them. I mean, Amazon's pretty cool about that shit. Now, um, the cool thing, you know, like, yeah, you got to pay out that $220, but after that, you're allowed a free, you, you get free delivery for that. Oh, wow. So you pay that and you're going to get free in-car delivery, probably uh, just like your prime. So like, you know, it'll be a free service two day right to your car. You tell them where the car is, the license plate, the color, make, model type deal. And they'll just drop it right at your fucking car while you're at work, man. Instead of having to worry like, is that shit at home when I get home? Like, oh, it didn't come today, although it said it was going to come on Saturday. Did somebody take this shit or That's did always UPS make a mistake? Worry. Yeah. Like, because then you got to write the fucking seller or, you know, Amazon and try to recoup your, your money or get the product again. It's a pain in the dick, man. You never want to have to worry about that, even if it's once in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So something like this, it's pretty cool to see. You know, it's an advancement in technology as far as delivery is concerned oh absolutely it's it's definitely a way more secure way of doing it than just leaving a qled tv outside now what if it oh, won't man. fit that's what i wonder like a giant 75 yeah. inch tv yeah i'm wondering they're i'm gonna they've got to establish some laws and rule, rule rules rather 
to like concern things like that like if you're getting a giant product like if you're gonna get we covered that ridiculous last like 10 foot tall giraffe you're not gonna get that fucking delivered to your, your fucking it's like i don't know how car. he did it but he got it in my car i can't drive home like this listen i want the shit return that giraffe's neck is broken he's never standing <laughs> right there again <laughs> well we're continuing talking about amazon uh and their future idea of making a working home robot version of their Amazon Echo. Ooh, I love the Echo. You and I both have Alexa. Mm-hmm. She's have, nice. We have mixed feelings about her. I think. She's a she's a, she's an alright assistant. You know, based on the fact that she's free. I ask her to translate things for me, and she just says them back the same way I said them. Yep. Which is a little and frustrating. With an attitude. With, with an, an attitude. attitude. I will say that. I yeah, will say there's an attitude. Slight attitude. Don't think I can't hear that little bit of fucking tone. You better change your, your tone, Alexa. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> She's going to start yelling back at you. If Amazon has their way, you'll have a little uh, Alexa's running around your rooms <laughs> by 2019. Because they're looking to build some sort of home version of a robot that, you know, has the Echo's uh, brains inside of it. Man, that scares me because, I mean, we all, like, as we're saying, how she reacts in general. You give her a body to empower, now I'm a little concerned. She's going to start tipping shit over when you yell at her for like, like, giving you the wrong Yeah, <laughs> that's not very nice. And she just slides your TV off the fucking TV that's stand. That's not very nice, Alexa, you piece of shit. You fuck. fuck. You better order me a new one on the house. Now, it is to be said that some of these ideas, they get put out there and they'll be in development for a bit and then they'll kind of get scrapped. So this may or may not happen, but projected 2019, they're hoping to have something on shelves. Well, Amazon shelves and then in boxes and then in your trunk, I guess. That's crazy. Maybe that robot will go get your fucking packages from your trunk for you that's what i'm kind of unclear about is like what exactly is this thing going to be able to do why would, yeah why would I, I don't know man hmm i don't know maybe it, is it going to have home use like you know go get me a drink from the fridge or is it like all about like you know maybe coincided with like lights and in roombas it's gonna shake your beer when it gets it for beer. you oh fucking piece of shit Man, you never saw that Simpsons episode where the the chicken beer really fucked Homer up and sent him to the hospital? I, no, I never saw that one. You never saw it? I was just trying to think about. Wasn't there like some robot toy when we were a kid that you could get that would like come bring you oh, drinks and shit? That stupid white one that was yeah. like remote controlled. It bullshit. looked kind of like a short circuit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and there was an ape one that went along with the same company. Yeah, Remember that one. They it was used like to a monkey try and robot. These robots at us in the nineties all the time. They didn't get your drink from the fridge. No, that was only in the commercials. Tripped over the carpet, man. As soon as he went from hardwood to carpet, he was fucked. And one bad fall, and that thing was busted. Yep, done. <laughs> well, wrapping up this technology segment, we've got something to talk about. You guys have probably heard the Golden State Killer has been caught. It's crazy to see these serial killers that have been active, and they finally get caught before they're fucking gone and wiped off the earth. Also known age. as the East Area Rapist, or the, uh, what was it, Original Night Stalker, I believe, or something? Yeah, yeah, an active from the uh, years of 1976 to 86, uh, accused of killing tw- a dozen women and raping 46. Which is Jesus. fucking ridiculous, man. I, I'm sorry, 1978 to 86. Uh, I messed that up. So it wasn't 76 to 86. Okay. 
Uh, now, one of the craziest things about this whole scenario is that how they brought him down was that they tapped into a DNA database that was involved with one of those genealogy sites such as Ancestry.com. Really? Now, which is crazy, man. And I mean, I was recently at a, a grocery store and I saw there's tons of kits you can buy right at the store now. Oh, you take ones? a swab. Yeah, you take a swab of your mouth and you send it out to the company. And uh, they link your DNA, they look it up, and they see, like, you know, where your your active DNA strands are hitting from, you know, what they react to, like, country-wise or region-wise, rather. Okay. And all of that. Now, the Californian police departments decided to tap into these industries, and they used it to track down a bunch of males that had the same, you know, age group to fit the profile of the killer. Okay. And that's where they narrowed it down so much... And they actually stumbled across a, a hit. And they fucking linked a piece of evidence from fucking 30, 40 years ago wow. to this, to a, a relative of this guy. And it's That's craziness. Insane. Yeah, man. Out of all things, to bring somebody down, a serial killer from decades ago, is just a piece of DNA. And now there's a lot of concern for this because it's kind of like a violation, too, at the same time. Because the... The actual company didn't release the actual evidence. They kind of tapped in to the actual archive of their DNA. Okay. So it, it's a weird instance at the same time. It's almost like a violation like, of like is it legal, that relative. Is it not? Yeah, yeah. Like it's like they caught a killer, which I mean is great. Yeah. But at the same time, they tapped in illegally to a, a database of DNA. It's not like. You know, like, when you're a criminal and you commit, like, a, a felony or a misdemeanor even, you might have to give DNA to the actual DA, and it's put on file in case you ever commit a real serious crime so they yep. can easily track you as a criminal. And that's a different story when it comes to, like, you're just trying to figure out your fucking identity as a person. True. So, now, we, we don't know if the... Uh company that was collecting the dna like just gave it to them this this was actually just tapped into see here's the thing it's like the one of the uh companies it was multiple companies apparently were tapped into okay. one company was ged match in which which one of the ceos came out and said um they weren't approached by law enforcement or anything about this case but they know that they were they were used their database was used oh wow and they gave like kind of a, a formal release saying like we didn't have anything to do with this but our our database was used in the law enforcement's apprehension wow. of this killer i wonder if that's one of those like fine print type of things like in the terms of service agreements or something yeah that's what it's got me thinking too man it's like as far as i would think that's illegal but I mean, well, what if I there's know, something in the terms? I know, like, Verizon will say, we're not going to release your information except to, like, advertising shit and stuff like that, or law enforcement if there's any sort of crime. I wonder if it's something along mm. those lines, where it's like, oh, you know, we're running this against a crime database. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man, but it, it makes me sketched out with the whole release of the press, too, from the uh, CEO. But who knows, True. man, and it's it's a weird incident altogether, but hey, I mean... They, Glad he they got caught, up, yeah. Exactly. I mean, especially when there is serial killers out there that have been active and we clearly can trace their crimes and they're running amok. So serial killers, please make sure to trace your DNA. You want to know what you're yeah. susceptible to in terms of di diseases and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Just make sure you're doing like, do like four of them. Why not? Fuck it. Oh yeah, man. You might think you're Italian, but who knows? You could be Egyptian. You yeah. Never you, you never know. And you want to get multiple results. That way you're in multiple databases. <laughs> 
yes, catch your ass. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Not to catch your ass. No, no. That's, no, that's I mean, not sorry. No. Yeah, I, I missed yeah, Be careful with that. Well, this seems like the end of the show. I think it's about that time. I think definitely we step into is. Plug City. Plug, Plug City, bitch. Well, if you guys wanted to check us out, stop by the Facebook page. American Slacker Podcast. You can also check out the American Slackers group where there's a bunch of slackers just like you putting out all kind of hooliganism type posts that are fucking entertaining as fuck. So check it out. Also stop by the Instagram, American Slacker Podcast. You'll find the promos for each and every show. And the website, the main hub, AmericanSlackerPodcast.com, ASPodcast.com, whichever you prefer. You can also find us over on Twitter and Reddit at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R Podcast. All of our episodes also go up on YouTube. We have a brand new playlist up there with all of our guest episodes. So if you only want to listen to us doing interviews with people and you're, you're not into the bizarre news or something, you can head over there and get your fill on that. There's over a dozen, uh, almost over two dozen now, so make sure to check it out. You can also rate and review the show. That's a big help to us. Five stars or nothing is all we ask. And please also tell a friend about the show. If you guys are talking podcasts, be like, hey, I got one you can check out. American Slacker Podcast. Big thank you also to anyone watching the live stream. Dave Gunn, you've been talking to us through this whole thing, giving us your two cents. We really appreciate you doing that. And a uh, big shout out. This this uh, Instagram live shout out goes to you there. Hell, oh, I like that. I like that individualized. Yeah, yeah. Thank you everybody for tuning in. It's a fun time, and uh, we love when we get to talk to you guys on the live stream. Absolutely, it's really fun. And if you guys wanted to get in contact with us, send us an email: americanslackerpodcast at gmail It's an easy way to get in contact with us if you have any questions or concerns, any of that shit. Also, stop by the Spotify, search American Slacker Podcast. You'll find a playlist with all the artists we've featured their music on the show some we've even had on the show you know check out their music and uh there's a fucking array of wonderful artists to have you jamming out in no time you can also help out the show by becoming a patreon slacker head over to our patreon account give us a little bit of uh, monetary donation and in return you get some extra bonus content some shout outs on the show plan i'll put more and more up there as this goes on you can also check out our shop at americanslackerpodcast.bigcartel.com and last if you want to check me out on my instagram mwg media and if you want to play some games with me on xbox live maddie g from hp you'll find me on instagram and xbox at landers the plane Alrighty, people thank you so much for tuning in with us and uh we love every one of you and until next time that's it there you go